Hello everyone, uh, I hope you're all doing quite well. Um, I will apologise now, I'm actually releasing this episode a little bit early. Um, there is there is a reason for that, it's quite, quite a big reason. Um, I've alluded to it a little bit in the last episode where I was talking with Lisa. Um, whereby I'm a little bit frustrated with how I feel I'm being treated or not treated as the, the, the fact may be. Um, so I wanted to get this episode out, get it done, um, so that I can start the new year, hopefully a bit more positive. I didn't want to put this episode out, because this is going to be a bit of a, a downer. Uh, this is going to be me being completely honest, um, completely straight down the line with how I feel. Um, I'm sort of being left. And uh, as I say, I wanted to get this out. So the new year, start fresh. You can have chirpy me back, uh, making jokes and whatever else, and just explaining exactly what I've got going on. But this this one, I, I needed to get all this stuff off my chest. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, because since I had my lumbar puncture, and I was told I've got an eight-week wait for the results to come back, I'm going to be totally honest, I've been struggling since, I really have, um, because I know I've, I've mentioned it a few times about how I feel like I'm really deteriorating in, in recent times, well you know what, I'm getting to the point where I'm, I'm incredibly frustrated um, with the fact that no matter what is, is being done, uh, it's always a massive long wait. Now, under no circumstance do I think I am more important than anyone else. I am absolutely not. Um, there, there's no thoughts in my head that I am. But, and I have to say this, and I can only talk for myself, I can't talk for other people. When you've got someone that has potentially got a life-changing medical condition. Why does it take so long to, one, diagnose, and two, to arrange treatment that might give that person a slightly better quality of life? Now, give me a second. I'm just going to have a quick sip of my cup of tea, and then I'll go into a bit more detail. Okay, right, so going into a bit more detail, and you will hear, I think from my voice in this episode, I'm I'm not my chirpy self, um, I, I'm trying to be, <laughs> but I'm not going to be, uh, and I will apologise if I get a little bit emotional um, during uh, things I'm going to say today, um, but I've got to get them off my chest. I really have, because I am adamant, absolutely positive. There's people out there going through exactly what I'm going through. If not, they're worse. And you know what? There needs to be a bit of a voice being heard by those that are able to make changes. Um, because I'm going to speak for myself. You know, you go back to the end of February, where I was told by my GP, off the back of 
uh, private MRI scans that actually expect the diagnosis of multiple sclerosis. That's back end of February. We're now right at the end of December. I've probably had my diagnosis maybe three months. That's a long wait in itself. Now, again, I understand there's all sorts of tests and everything else that have to be done. Why do they take so long? Why do these tests have to take so long? You suspect people of having, like I say, I'm going to use the term life-changing medical condition. Don't make them wait. Don't make them wait too long. Because making people wait actually is going to make things worse for them. Now, I've always been a very positive person. Do you know what? I'm not that positive at the moment. I'm really not. I went and had this lumbar puncture. I was told it's going to be an eight-week wait for the results. Now, speaking for myself, all I can say to that is over the last few months, I have deteriorated massively. I've gone from being able to walk to work which is probably about a mile and a half, give or take, to having to use a mobility scooter to get to and from work. It used to take me maybe 25, 30 minutes to walk to my workplace. It got to the point it was taking me over an hour. Clearly there's an issue, that doesn't happen for no reason. And that was me really fighting myself and to be honest with you, struggling not to fall over. It's got worse since then. It's got a lot worse since then. So, in that instance, and where things are being made so much more difficult, why am I being made to wait so long to get a treatment that, let's be honest, I fully respect the fact that the treatment itself... All it can do is slow things down. Get that, it's not going to turn back time. That's fine. I fully respect that. But what I don't respect is making me wait all of this time for that treatment that is going to keep me probably where I am now. But yet I'm being made to get worse before I can get to the point whereby I can then stay at a level. Now, yeah, I, I do get this is coming out very negative. Do you know what? For once, I've got to do it. I've got to get this stuff out. I've got to get it off my chest. I'm incredibly frustrated and annoyed with the fact that the MSMDT, the multidisciplinary team, made the decision for me to have to have the lumbar puncture, even though the diagnosis of MS has already been made. Now... They went through my scans, allegedly, and they said, from their point of view, there was one scan, uh, one lesion on my spine and multiple on my brain. Right. In front of me, I have got letters from my consultant, my, my um, neurologist, stating, and I'm actually going to read to you what this actually states. Okay, 
thank you for enclosing the report. This, which shows at least two intrinsic spinal cord lesions, one at the C7-T1 level and one in the lower thoracic cord. That's at least, at least two spinal cord lesions. Why is that MSMDT only saying this one? This is a letter actually from my neurologist who has seen the scan reports. I'm also going to read another report that was given by the private MRI company who done the scan. So give me a second, I've just got the paperwork in front of me that, um, that I'm going to read from. Uh, and it states here, there is intrinsic cord lesion seen at C7-T1 level with some swelling of the cord. Next part. There is another intrinsic cord lesion seen at the lower thoracic cord. So that's two people looking at them scans saying, actually, there's two on my spine. Why does that MBT unit only say there's one? I'm sorry, I, I am very frustrated with all of this. Um, and I don't understand how they can come up with that finding when there is two people looking at the scans and making it clear there's two lesions. Now, the MSMDT unit, it seems to be a very um, secretive thing. And I'm going to say that it seems to be very secretive because I actually requested to attend the hearing that they were doing. I was told, no, you're not allowed. They go through everything and they make their decisions. Now, going back to my neurologist, uh, his wording after my MRI brain scan on the 20th of June, uh, stating, I'm writing with the results of your MRI brain scan from the 20th of June. This does show a few tiny white matter hyperintensities around the ventricles of your brain. So I have two spinal cord lesions, at least, and a few lesions on my brain. Why does that MSMDT unit think it's okay to allow me to deteriorate without treatment purely just across some T's and dots and I's. As I said the other day when I was talking with Lisa on the last podcast, the system's got to change. That's not fair. Now, again, I'm going to read something that uh, my neurologist wrote on the 15th of the 10th of this year. Uh, and this is going off the base of my brain and cervical spine scan. So they didn't scan the thoracic where there's a lesion. They scanned the brain and the cervical spine. Looking at the scans myself, I think that the area of high signal in the cervical spinal cord does look more pronounced. And this may account for his deteriorating symptoms. 
I will try to make sure that his case is discussed at the MSMDT to consider disease modifying treatment as soon as possible. That's from my neurologist. So why when it went to the MSMDT unit, do they think it's okay to make the decision to force me to wait even longer? I don't want much. I really don't want much. I just want treatment. And yeah, I totally understand it's never going to make me better. I get that. That's, that's fine. I've come to terms with that. What I've not come to terms with is the fact that the system is broken. I'm not the only one. There is other people out there that I can guarantee are going through the same thing that I am. And we're being made to wait. Why are we being made to wait? Just so T's are crossed and I's are dotted? No, 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 no. That's wrong. That's very, very wrong. Now, please don't take this as me having an attack on anyone within the NHS. It isn't. The NHS do a fantastic job. They work incredibly hard. They keep people safe. They save lives. They are fantastic. But the system? The system's broken. The system needs readdressing, and it needs readdressing soon because there are people out there that are being left to get worse with whatever condition just so they can tick boxes on a sheet and not actually continue doing what needs to be done. Yeah, that sounds harsh. I get that. But this is my opinion. This is me saying what I am going through. I don't accept that. I can't accept that. There is things that need to be done to keep people healthy, safe and well. Now I'll be totally straight, making people wait like they do, like they're waiting, making me wait, there's the mental health aspect of that as well. The not knowing. I'm going to be totally honest, I sat there with Lisa the other night and I'm getting to the point, I literally said to her, in the new year, I think I should write a will. I shouldn't have to think that. I genuinely shouldn't have to think that. Not when there is a treatment there that can kind of slow the roll, try and get me to a point where I stay where I am for a bit. Because at the moment, like I said pre previously, I'm falling off a cliff. I really am. And it's not nice. It really isn't nice. I'm having to find different ways of walking, moving and everything else. Which is, okay, I get that. That's part of the condition. I totally get that. Nobody wants this condition. Nobody likes this condition. Absolutely fine. But at the same time, why are people being made to wait to get the treatment that will just slow things down and try and give a better quality of life for that, that period that the treatment's going to work? I'm not a scientist. I don't work for the NHS. You know, I've got no, I'm, I'm a first aider. <laughs> That's as good as it gets. I'm a first aider. I've been for a very long time. So I am in no way able to make big comments on how things should change and whatever else. But like I say, making people wait for treatments that 
are just going to give him a better quality of life. It's wrong. It's very, very wrong. And it's got to change. And now I don't have the answers on how it's going to change. I've said that. And I'm just literally getting my thoughts out there as to what I'm currently going through. But do you know what? I need to do that. And if there's anyone else out there going through the same, my heart goes out to you. It really does. Because this is absolutely awful. And all I can say is stay strong. Stay strong. Keep fighting. Because maybe one day things will change for the better and these long waits, these unnecessary long waits will stop. That That's all I can hope for. Um, and yeah, fingers crossed, that's that's how it goes. Believe me, this I've, I've agonised over this, this podcast. I've really agonised over it. Um, because like I say, and I will say it again, the NHS are incredible. They do a fantastic job. But actually, there's things that have got to change. There really is things that have got to change. Now, as I say, I wanted to get this one out. I wanted to get this one done. Starting New Year, I will be back to doing my positive podcasts where I'm talking a lot better. But like I say, I had to get this off my chest. Genuinely, I hope you all have a fantastic New Year. And I hope the New Year brings... Lots of positivity to everyone. I know it isn't always going to, but I hope you get whatever positivity you need. Thank you all for listening. Uh, and I do appreciate this has not been an easy listen for anyone. It's not been easy for me to actually sit and record this one. But do you know what? I've had to. Thank you very much. Have a great new year. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye bye.